This is Tuesday, June 21st, and we're looking at the parables that Jesus told just before he got to the parable we call the prodigal son. He's talking about how the father's love is drawn to lostness. We've seen how the shepherd abandons the 99 to go in search of that one lost sheep. Now we hear about the woman that has lost her coin. Our scripture today is Luke 15, verse 8 to 10. Or suppose a woman has ten silver coins and loses one. Doesn't she light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost coin. In the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Now first, notice that the subject of Jesus' parable is a woman. Jesus is comparing the father to a woman who has lost a coin. Again, this would surprise his listeners. Women didn't often appear in stories like this, especially ones meant to teach them about the Lord. We see that this woman has lost one-tenth of her resources. A coin has been dropped and rolled out of sight. She's determined to find it, so much so that she's willing to sweep the whole house looking for it. This reflects the determination of the Lord himself to seek the treasure that has gone missing. Now perhaps we thought that a sheep could bleat and call attention to the shepherd to come searching. But a coin, well... (laughs) That's an inanimate object. It can't repent. It can't do anything. So I hope we get Jesus' message here. God is not looking for us to do anything. Indeed, we can't do anything to save ourselves. Now this makes us curious about the way Jesus explains this parable. He talks about the joy in heaven over one sinner repents. Again, a coin cannot repent. You see, the genius of this parable rests in the fact that the coin can do absolutely nothing. That is the truth of the work of God in creation and in salvation. As we learned Sunday, God likes working with nothing. We come to him with empty hands. Actually, we don't come to him at all. He comes to us. He is the shepherd pursuing the lost sheep and the woman scouring the house for the coin she has lost. You see, in both parables, there's not a single ounce of merit or deserving or acting on their own behalf. Yes, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. When we were dead, Jesus raised us to new life. We haven't done a thing. We can't take any credit. It is not of ourselves, so there's no room for boasting. You see, we're tempted to think that Jesus is calling us to repentance. But these parables look nothing like that. And what is even stranger is that it's not our goodness, but our lostness and our failure that puts us on God's radar, that sends God seeking after us. Here are the lyrics of a song written by Corey Asbury that we sing in worship at Granada. It tells the story well. Before I spoke a word, you were singing over me. You have been so, so good to me. Before I took a breath, you breathed your life in me. You have been so, so kind to me. 
Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. It chases me down, fights till I'm found, leaves the 99. I couldn't earn it. I don't deserve it. Still, you give yourself away. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. When I was your foe, still your love fought for me. You have been so, so good to me. When I felt no worth, you paid it all for me. You have been so, so kind to me. And here's the bridge to the song. There's no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. And I heard today after worship, or actually this past Sunday after worship, that people were complaining about God's love being called reckless. How could we call God reckless? But really, you look at God in these parables and his action, and he's loving so freely. It, it seems reckless. How could he love in this way? But this is the gospel and how Jesus has pursued us in our lostness and in our inability to do anything for ourselves. He's pursued us with his love. Let's pray. Forgive us, O oh God, for thinking that our place with you is based on what we do. Remind us that Jesus said, it is finished. And he said this at the cross. There he did all things needed for us to have life and forgiveness and a home with you. And so we pray in his name. Amen.